Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent interviews, some of the recent guests on JM and the AM. Mayor Fertig was in recently to discuss the American Committee for Sharitetic Medical Center and some of the developments at the hospital in Jerusalem. That conversation with Mayor Fertig is next here at JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mayor Fertig is in studio. A pleasure to welcome him. He is, of course, the chief communications officer at the American Committee for Sharitetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. Mayor Fertig, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. I think the last time you were in this studio, if I recall correctly... You frightened me. Yes, we were yeah. we were planning on uh, on what would happen in Israel <laughs> during the recording of the Kosher Halftime Show. At that time, I brought up something that uh, we call a paint fight, you re- might remember. I sure do. And now tens of thousands, quite obviously, just based on the numbers online, have seen what we were talking about, uh, a paint fight that went on at the hospital. Likely, likely the only hospital on planet Earth that would allow Mayor Kay and some of the uh, patients and kids in the community to come in and have some fun with paint. Wouldn't you agree? I think you're probably correct. Yeah, there's probably and, no other hospital. And it was amazing. It's certainly certainly one of the most fantastic uh, one of the most fantastic video productions I've ever witnessed, been a part of, and that paint fight production just no words. And I think one of the reasons <laughs> you say it's one of the best productions is because of the circumstances. We were in a working hospital. Yeah, it was great. And not everybody was thrilled with the noise level of the concert that was going on. If anybody who sees the video, and right. now I hope more and more people will go check it That's out, right. just search Kosher Halftime Show 2018. Anybody who sees the video will see that it's really four different music videos right. in one. So in one, you can imagine, because it was a musical performance, some of the doctors weren't that thrilled. The paint fight, obviously, some people weren't thrilled, well, there was- especially when the emergency room would not allow <laughs> Mayor Kay to go in to shower off. All the paint that was on him, which was interesting. So the the, the person who was taken aback by the um, by the paint fight right. as it was gearing up right. is actually somebody I already knew from the hospital. She's a nurse, right. and she was cool with it in the end. Nice. And she's actually somebody who I'm in touch with on Facebook, and we interact all the time. So that, she was cool with it, and I, she, I know she saw the finished product. And uh, it was the pediatric emergency room right next right. to where we were. And, um, yeah, they, they didn't love the idea of Mayor coming in to, uh, to hose himself off. L- luckily, there was a utility closet down right. down the hall, and he, uh, he went in there. That was, and lucky we figured out a way to get him to the Inbal Hotel, yeah, I where still, the cleanup process continues. I still can't believe the Inbal actually... I can't even believe a cab let him sit into the, get into the no, car. No, they wouldn't. That's why we drove him. Oh, you drove yeah, him? we had oh, no I choice. See. So you, what, you like wrapped him in vinyl yeah, and put him on we, the roof? We wrapped him in blankets. Unreal. Not on the roof, in the back seat. Oh, but 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 you couldn't get him into a cab. I think that would. Right. I don't think any cabbie would have. Uh, so I was thing. I was sure that he was going to get turned away at the lobby of the inbox. Right. Yeah, and he wasn't. In yeah. fact, in fact, he made a joke, which I don't think we have on video, yeah. where he tried to embrace the security guard <laughs> at the inbox outside, who who let him in but would not go for the embrace in the condition that he was in. No hugs. Anyway, it was very cool, and um, and and we. It was funny because we were called in for a. I guess what we would call a big thank you from the upper staff of, right. of the hospital, and that was before the video was released. Right. And I said to uh, Professor Dr. Halevi, I said, 
you might want to wait until, until the video is released before you actually thank us. So you see what went on here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the, the Hashgacha Pratis part of this was how you alluded to the, uh, the live concert portion right. of, the, uh, of the production. And there were some doctors who were not happy about what was going they on. They felt the noise level was inappropriate they, they for They thought a it was a little high. And, uh, you know, there is, uh, there is a, day, a day hospital unit right. right adjacent to where we were. And finally... Some people with some serious juice there ran out of patience. Wow. And they called to Professor Halevi's office and they said, You need to shut this down now. And Uri Schwartz, who had been was wonderful, great was liaison, running right? interference for right. us the whole time, right. um, finally was coming down to tell me we have to be done. Oh boy. And just then, we had just finished the last shot of that scene. <laughs> and oh, and not only did we finish the last shot of that scene, but you did the wrap up in one take. Correct, which was a miracle. One take. <laughs> Thank God. I'll tell you, God is the ultimate producer. It was huh? Unbelievable. Mayor Ferdig's here, Chief Communications Officer, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And I remind you that the Women's Division Luncheon is coming up on May. First, this happens Tuesday, May 1st at the Pierre Hotel in New York City on the Upper East Side. Professor Alan Dershowitz, who certainly has been a newsmaker for a variety of reasons recently, is the keynote speaker for the event. Yep. Reservations at ACSZ. That's American Committee for Shari Tzedek. ACS, that's your water, by the way. Oh, ACSZ.org slash WD Luncheon. That's ACSZ dot org slash wd luncheon for women's division luncheon uh check it out it's uh, alan dershowitz it's the pierre hotel it's tuesday may the first in new york city and um uh, everyone get ready for a great event and uh what more can we say other than encouraging the people out there to make reservations absolutely and as you said professor dershowitz has been right. in the news all over the place lately he's been on it, uh, probably every channel and his uh, his views have been sought right. um as they have been sought by the white house mm-hmm and uh, the only other thing I would add about the about the luncheon, which should be very nice, uh, if a little bit more commonplace than Professor Dershowitz coming to speak, is that there will also be some remarks by uh, family members of people who, whose lives have been saved at the hospital in the last couple of years. Wow. In the last year or so, actually, year and a half, uh, Americans. Um, and I'm not sure about all the cases, but at least one or two of them, uh, people whose uh, main home is in the United States and who were in Israel when they encountered a medical emergency. So uh, those those should be nice as well. All right, so that's happening, and we should and we should uh, emphasize. I think, unless I'm wrong, mm-hmm. men and women are invited. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. women's division. Want to make yeah. sure that people don't think it's an exclusively yeah. ladies' event. Everyone's Correct. invited. Yeah, everybody's to come and invited. Enjoy. Absolutely. Women's division luncheon Tuesday, May first, for the American Committee for Shiretetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. Again, it's Professor Alan Dershowitz keynoting. Reservations acsz dot org slash wd luncheon. Uh, also, you made me aware of the fact, and I'll read from the Jerusalem Post if you don't mind, a new medical procedure using nano eye drops could, have, could help millions by providing a simple alternative to laser correction, glasses, and contact lenses, according to a recent study by Israeli researchers. The three-step method is designed to address short-sightedness, long-sightedness, I guess that's what they call far and near-sightedness yeah. mm-hmm. in Israel, and cornea defection, some of the most common Eye conditions, say scientists who carried out these trials at Bar Ilan University. Now, how is this related to Shari Tzedek? Well, the uh, the person who is behind this 
is Dr. David uh, Smadia, and he is uh, part of this team of researchers who are also affiliated with Bar Ilan, and he right. works at Sharid Sedek. He's right. the head of the refractive surgery department, and uh, this is uh, this is testing that's being done. This is developing that's being done at Shari Tzedek. Do uh, Does the industry, the ophthalmological industry, do they know that <laughs> they may be facing the end to laser surgery, <laughs> to corrective lenses, to the stuff that we wear in order to see better? So I could only say that uh, this has gotten so much publicity in the last couple of weeks that if they missed it, they really need to step up their social media game. So they do know about they, it at they, this point. Yeah, absolutely. Although, look, this is this is not happening tomorrow night. This right. is uh, this is going to take a, a couple of years. Stamp testing is supposed to start early in 2019. Um, obviously, this is something that's going to be uh, developed very carefully. Look, you know, I could tell you it mentions uh, that it, this could be uh, you know the next generation or the next step past laser surgery. I remember when laser surgery, laser eye correction was first coming out. Mm-hmm. I was a producer at WCBS, and an anchor I worked with then uh, was a pilot, it is a pilot right. in his spare time. And we um, interviewed, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy, he's a local in New Jersey, local uh, eye specialist who was like the guy in the United States who was developing this and who was involved in testing, and he was the first guy to get behind it. And we had him on the air, and it was fascinating. But... Um, this this person who interviewed him, who obviously used his eyes for even more than what the rest of us do, you know, he was a pilot. Sure. He said, yeah, let me know when they do a million of them, and then I'll do it. Well, guess what? A couple of years back, he posted, <laughs> he posted that he just had it done. And I remembered that conversation from a long time ago, and I said, wow, I guess they must have done a million of them because he did it. So the point is it's going to take – it'll take some time, I'm sure, before some people have um, confidence – You know, before the physicians behind it have right. confidence to put it out there. It'll have to get FDA approval. Right. It'll have to – you know, that, the only all thing that I'll sort say is that in this case, you know, it's eye drops. It's not nearly as serious a procedure, so Correct. to speak, as, uh, as a surgical procedure. Correct. So. We're all very, hopefully very careful with our eyes. Yeah. Look, this is amazing. This is going to change the world. If this is what, if this is what they hope it is, it's it's going to change the world. Um, will it wipe out the eyeglass industry in our lifetime? I don't know, Who knows, but it's right? certainly interesting. Doctor David Smadja gets the shout out. He is the uh, director of refractive of the refractive surgery department at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in. Jerusalem. Also, uh, we've been. Um, it came to our attention that Shari Tzedek is working to help Holocaust survivors by alerting them to rights and benefits to which they are entitled and how to take advantage of them. Now, I would think that Holocaust survivors, especially because of their age, quite obviously, mm-hmm. are entitled to, I would guess, the highest level of medical benefits in Israel. Wouldn't they know about it at this point? You would think. Right. You would think that. But at the same time, we've heard so much about poverty among Holocaust right. survivors, not only in Eastern Europe, but even in Israel. Right. We've heard a lot about that, unfortunately, and it's heartbreaking. There are certain benefits that are available to Holocaust survivors in, in the realm of health care. Free medications, uh, nursing care at home, things like that after hospitalizations. And apparently a lot of people don't know about it. So there's a government organization in Israel um, called um, Yechidat Segula, something like that. And they came to Shari Tzedek really first. Shari Tzedek was one of the first uh, places to start working with them on this. This is actually something that's been gearing up for a couple of years, but uh, it came to our attention before Yom Yom HaShoah the other day. 
And what they're doing at Shari Tzedek is every time somebody who may fit into that age category is registered, um, their, their, uh, their information is sent to volunteers who were based in the hospital mm. who then follow up with these people in person, find out if they're a survivor, and if they are, make sure that they know about these benefits. Now, you pointed out, it's, you'd, you'd think that right. people Especially would know about this age, stuff. Right. There are five to ten survivors every day who they find who are eligible and not taking, and advantage, not of taking advantage of these benefits. And you know what That's else? That's amazing. But also you have to keep in mind, many of these survivors do not have children or grandchildren. And right. if they do, they may not be in the same right. area or right. taking care of, the, of their elderly relative on a regular basis. And they themselves may not be aware of it. Right. The next generation doesn't necessarily have to be aware it's, of this. It's really heartbreaking to think about. But uh, luckily, they are, um, they are doing something about it. And Chari Tzedek is very involved in this. And uh, they, they've... they've provided, essentially provided, this assistance that so many people didn't know about. There was one volunteer who, who talked about it. He, he told uh, our, one, of our, one of my colleagues at the hospital, um, Dahlia, who, uh, he said uh, that moment when you're sitting and talking with a patient and they realize they can have extra assistance is incredible. That it's wonderful to see how relieved they are and how these benefits can really help them because there are so many people living in you know, really reduced circumstances. You know, it's interesting. You sit there, and, and we had the chance to obviously just roam the halls for a couple of days uh, right. in uh, at the end of January because of the kosher halftime show. Mm-hmm. And you see how many people are in difficult situations. You know, pe- people yeah. always say it's a good idea to visit a hospital once in a while. Yeah. People are in really difficult situations, and as you just pointed out, not always just medical, but, but financial as well. And this is right. a golden opportunity to help those Correct. who obviously gave everything to uh, you. Yeah, and, and people who are in firsthand contact with people providing care also you know, see this stuff. You know, right. you, you'll meet people who are afraid to seek medical care because they're afraid of what the bill is going to be, and they don't know how they're going to pay it. I mean, I, we, I know I years ago from my, you know, Contact with Hatsala back in Elizabeth. I mean, we we saw that. I mean, obviously Hatsala is free, but people who wouldn't want to go to the hospital, they were afraid about their insurance status, things like that. I mean, it's, and it's obviously all the more so in Israel. Unbelievable. All right, there you have it. Some of the things going on at Charit Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Um, they have recovered from our visit back in January. Thank God. If you have not seen <laughs> the Kosher Halftime Show and on the assumption, of course, that you will uh, watch a music video privately during Sphere Asa Omer. You can go to right. Kosher Halftime Show. It's not live. 28, correct. But yeah. <laughs> go tell this audience that. Uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2018. Kosher Halftime Show 2018. And you'll see all the things that we've been referring to in all these conversations that we've had on the air, both with my staff and, of course, uh, with Mayor, who's not only on our staff, but is, of course, with the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And a lot of these uh, inside jokes and references that we've been making over these last couple of months will become more and more evident to you. Uh, Plus, uh, don't forget May the 1st. Uh, We'd like everyone out there to remember that Professor Alan Dershowitz is the keynote speaker at the Women's Division Luncheon for the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. It's happening at the Pierre, beautiful hotel in New York City on the Upper East Side on the 1st of May. It's the Women's Division Luncheon. All are invited, as I pointed out. Both men and women, ironically enough, are invited to the Women's Division Luncheon. (laughs) And for information about that and to make reservations, go to acsz.org for American Committee for Shari Shari Tzedek, acsz.org slash WD Luncheon. That's Women's Division Luncheon, acsz.org. 
slash WD Luncheon. Mayor Ferdig, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Uh, just that we uh, continue to enjoy and value our partnership with Thank the Nahum Siegel much. Network. It's something that we are uh, very proud it's of. It's the most fun part and of your job. It, it might be, actually. No, I, I have to choose there's a lot of fun parts of my job. But uh, it, it's something that we value a lot, and we're glad to glad that we have that. So thank you. Appreciate that very much. We're already already starting to think what other yeah. great, crazy projects we can involve you in. I, I don't know how we top. I mean, I'm I sure know. you're going to come up with something. I don't know. I don't know how you top it's, the it's a uh, that last year's halftime show. It is a challenge. We'll see what now, happens. How many do you have? A like a, how many tens of thousands of people have seen that already? It's it's got to be approaching a hundred thousand. Well, it is approaching a hundred thousand. It, it would take uh, as we learned from my yeah. brilliant staff, and I say that uh, you know seriously. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm not, um, You're not being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just trying to search for this as you ask or as I talk. Um, the <clears throat> the primary way in 2018 that people watch these videos is on Facebook, right? As opposed to some of the methods that we've uh, used in the past. Right. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, he did well with us, didn't yeah. he? And according to this, <laughs> just the Facebook. Um, video. Yeah, and there are other ways. And there are other yeah. methods, YouTube obviously being one of them. I think YouTube's over 10,000. Anyway, Facebook's yeah. up to 42,000. Wow. So Facebook's at 42, and with all the other methods, mm-hmm. I think we are already, over, well, we're for sure over 50. Right. It's been embedded in different places. Correct. Also. And I would love, I would love to get it uh, to 100,000. That's why I keep encouraging people if they haven't seen it or if they feel their children haven't watched it enough, right. go back and keep watching it because it's very entertaining. So, it's so funny. And it has a long shelf life. We've always joked, only half-jokingly in this in this studio, right. that the Kosher Halftime Show normally has a shelf life of about 18 hours. Right. No, but this doesn't. <laughs> this this does absolutely not. does not. This is one that people will be watching all through the year. So yeah. enjoy it and, uh, and keep spreading it around and feel free to share it. Uh, with everybody that you will share things with. Um, thank you, Mayor Furtick. Thank you, Nachum Siegel. Mayor is the Chief Communications Officer of the American Committee of Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Always great when he visits, and always great to get an update from our friends at Shari Tzedek. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Mayor Furtick at the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. OHEL and the OHEL OXC event uh, were the highlight of David Mandel's recent visit to the um, NSN network. That conversation took place recently. We had an opportunity to analyze all the different aspects of the OLOXC event. Here it is for you on this edition of JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. The uh, chief executive officer of uh, OHEL is uh, in our studio, OHEL Children's Home and Family Services, and that is the uh, one and only David Mandel, who is here for a, uh, a very important update from OHEL. David, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you very much. And Mazel Tov on your son's bar mitzvah. Appreciate that. The last one, David. What can I tell you? The last bar mitzvah. Uh, <laughs> Baruch Hashem. That means that you've got uh, weddings coming up, Mez Hashem, God willing. Bezrat Hashem is right. Well, Ohel is in the midst of one of the most amazing seasons in their history. How could they be when they've had so many amazing seasons up until this point? Trust me, everybody. I was there at the brand-new uh, Ohel Jaffa Family Campus a couple of months ago. I'm sure it looks even much more different, modernized, and up-to-date now. I can only imagine. Uh, Ohel has uh, big news regarding the Ohel Jaffa Family Campus in Flatbush, Brooklyn, and David Mandel is here to discuss that. And then um, and then we're going to be joined by another special guest to discuss an amazing event going on in the month of May. David, give us an update when it comes to the Jaffa 
family campus. Nachum, it's uh, very, very exciting to say that uh, Ohel coming into its 49th year, coming into our 50th year, God willing, is opening up the Ohel Jaffa family campus at 1268 East 14th Street, the old NBC studio building, right across the street from the old Shalamis building. Right. Neither NBC is there nor Shalamis is there. Both have moved. But Ohel will be there. Ohel, Ohel is there, there God willing. Well, we've said for such a long time, Ohel will be there. It's so nice to say Ohel is there. We are moving in, God willing, beginning this week. Uh, foster care program, preventive care. Uh, and over the next three weeks, um, many Ohel programs, staff, several hundred staff, Ohel programs, rehabilitation program, our Tikva Outpatient Counseling Center, the Marvin Cayley Center is moving in there. Derek Saker has planned so many beautiful ways to uh, give this information over to the community. Bus shelters on Avenue M, Coney Island Avenue and Avenue J. Wow. Many other ways. This is really very exciting. And Kolakavot to the Ohel Board of Directors, led by Mike Shalman and Mel Zakta, the co-presidents. Special thank you to... Jack Jaffa, the Jaffa Family Campus. Um, Ari Youngweiss, the co-chair with Jack Jaffa of the Capital Campaign. And so, so many benefactors. Um, the the Langer family, the Rita family, the Kesterbaum family, the Kleinman family. Just so many families that we can thank and continue to thank. Uh, the Hertzka family. Thank you very much. We look forward to a great open house and to many, many years of service. As Atzala says, no one should need us. Right. And anyone that does, we are here for the community. In order to move in, I assume OHEL would need a certificate of occupancy. I would assume that that has been taken care of. The certificate of occupancy has been taken care of. Uh, we have that very important document that so many people wait for such a long time. <laughs> So, yes, we are we are ready to go. And literally, as you just said, which is amazing news, this move is starting this week uh, as we speak and that people are moving in and offices are being established in the building. And uh, it's all going to be under one roof, whatever you've uh, done over the last few months and years, frankly, in terms of uh, spreading out programs and services as much as you can get in the brand new campus that you're going to try your best to get it all under one roof. Sure. We um, – the the – Many OHEL programs and services will be there. The Outpatient Counseling Center that's currently on Nostrand Avenue and Kings Highway, our rehabilitation programs, uh, various um, staff and so many different programs. OHEL will be opening up uh, new medical services. We're going to be providing for the first time medical services to the general community. Nachem Weingarten, a very prominent PA in Flatbush is our medical director. We're going to be opening those services soon. We will continue to have our housing, of course, in 100 different locations. Right, obviously. Homes and apartments throughout New York City including and Including the Lower County, East Side of Manhattan. Including the Lower East Side of Manhattan, East Broadway, one of your neighbors. Yep. Our program for men and women with psychiatric disabilities right. will continue to be <clears> at <throat> Fort Hamilton Parkway in 62nd Street. It's called PROS, Kadima, P-R-O-S. Uh, we continue to have our programs um, in Farakaway, Dehabilitation, Outpatient Counseling Center. But the hub will be 
off Avenue M and East 14th Street in Brooklyn. Is it possible for the medical services to begin by this summer, or that's uh... God willing? That is um, oh, that wow. is the plan. Everything is opening in the next three weeks, wow. except for the medical services. The um, uh, gang of family medical services will be open, God willing, before the summer. You would estimate that uh, the first time someone thought of that area for a campus was how long ago? How long did this whole process take, in your estimation? Uh, the OHEL Board of Directors uh, have been speaking about it for about eight years. Wow. You know, not, nothing happens uh, <laughs> quickly, like Cam Cayley. Cam yeah. Cayley was a conversation for a couple of years, and here we are now going into... Our fifth year with um, Ellie Brazil. I call it the pre and post Ellie Brazil um, era. Oh, he stepped up the whole thing for you. Um, right, Ellie is, he's just a remarkable cam director. Baruch Hashem, uh, we had a four-hour meeting last night. Uh, Ellie has four-hour meetings to, uh, to plan every couple of weeks. And we've got 800 um, kids, 400 boys, 400 girls coming up to Cam Kelly this summer. So... Um, it's uh, just um, just remarkable. And so. if you want a job at Camp Cayley, don't call me. Call David. <laughs> Enough already with all these calls. David David Charvik, <laughs> you mean, not David Mandel. <laughs> not David Mandel. <laughs> with us live via telephone, speaking of Camp Cayley, there's a big, big, big event going on at Camp Cayley. And yet again, I thought of this early this morning. Somewhere in the 4 o'clock hour, this, this came through my mind, David. I expressed some skepticism about uh, Camp Cayley. Look what's happened. Unbelievable. I expressed some skepticism about the move to Flatbush. Look where we're at right now. Yes, I say we, because why not? Success has many mothers. And and I expressed some skepticism about whether the community would respond to an OLOXC, an extreme challenge. After all, you know not everybody in our community is into you know these types of races, activities, etc. And look where we are up to. The fourth annual OXC, the OHEL Extreme Challenge Classic, is happening on Sunday. May the 27th, Memorial Day weekend, at the beautiful site of Camp Cayley in Wurtsboro, New York. You can test your limits and run, climb, jump, crawl, and muscle your way through the extremely awesome 35-obstacle, 5-mile individual, or 1.5-mile family obstacle course. The dedicated co-chairs of this event are Ben Englander, Arye Jacobson, Yehuda Koenig, Morty Schwartz, and our guest, who is... Live via telephone, that's Rachel Rosenberg. Rachel, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I got to I gotta ask you your perspective on this. I've heard David's already in the past. Why has this grown to the point that 750 people are ready to do this and we're, thank God, over a million dollars will be raised? How is it that an event like this, that to me does not seem a great match for our community, has become such a hit in our community? It's the perfect match for our community. It's a blast. Uh, the training, you know, the event itself is only half the fun. It's an extreme five-mile, you know, mud obstacle, but it's the training for months in advance, families, friends, teammates, colleagues at work, getting together once, twice a week and training for this event. It's just great. Pre-Pesach, post-Pesach, we're training. Yeah, I guess the week of Pesach is a challenge when it comes to the training, but you picked it right back up after the uh, after the holiday ended. Uh, is one of the reasons, I mean, I, I think it's obvious to me and everybody, one of the reasons this is such a success is because Camp Cayley is the perfect course for it, right? It is. It's great. I mean, the, one of the new obstacles that we have is just this great water slide down one of the hills at Camp <laughs> Cayley, you know, right before you run into a pit full of mud, so 
the campus just works perfectly for the event. <laughs> and you have a, uh, a company that actually comes in, sets the whole thing up, supervises all of it. And it, it is remarkable. And you can see from the videos and those of you who are there in person, obviously, you'll feel it. it it's remarkable how much fun everybody is having doing it. So I guess the word has gotten out because now you're up to, am I right, that it's 750 participants at this point? That's what we're looking to get, 750 participants. Um, you know, I'm doing it with my kids, my 9-year-old, my 14-year-old. We've got companies that are coming as teams, families, friends. It's just going to be a really great event. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, you're close to 600, and you want to get, for 2018, you want to get to we're 750. We're looking for 750. Yeah, which is doable, I think, especially now. This is the stretch run. It's doable. Uh, the, well, are you joining? <laughs> that's I knew. Nah, I, I, I want thought to it, see you on the water would, slide. Yeah, I thought it would home. be David who would bring this up. Now you go ahead and throw me under the bus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, over a million dollars raised. Uh, there are thousands of donors participating. Those of you who have not yet uh, donated in honor of or to sponsor one of the participants, you have an opportunity to do so. You can go to the website. We'll give all that information in just a moment. Um, uh, Rachel, who's with us, is one of the lead fundraisers for the event, in addition to being an OXC chair. And her firm, RSPC, is sponsoring the finish line at this year's event. So everybody everybody who uh, who actually finishes the course is going to be thinking of you guys, Rachel. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, Rachel's partner is one of our great friends and one of our wonderful guests, Elliot Steinmetz, who's the coach, of course, of the YU Max. He's also a supporter. And if I'm not mistaken, he's actually going to be participating that day, right? Oh, yes. Elliot does the run with his kids. Oh, and, right. you know, he's going to bring some of the YU guys with him and... Hopefully they will. Oh, boy. They get better be careful. We don't want any injuries now on the team. Everyone's <laughs> got to be extra careful. That's for sure. All right. Um, we should mention, you've made this real easy. Again, one of the reasons it's attracted so many is there's bus transportation from the city, so people don't necessarily have to do the drive themselves to the Catskills. Plus, cleanup and meals and all of that is taken care of. There. Unlike we did to Mayor Kay at the Coaster Halftime Show, where we had no cleanup ready for him after the big paint fight, you guys have all the facilities ready for people to clean up. Up to have a great meal and then head back to the city, right? Yep, we do. I mean, we've got training in advance, free training at all the gyms and all the communities. So everyone should take advantage and start training. Oh, that's one of the things we Yeah, I didn't even emphasize that. Aside from the day itself, you're actually taking care of people in advance of the event. What do they do? What site do they go to to sign up and to get the information about all this training that's available to them? They can go on the OLOXC Classic website where we've got a list of all the gyms in every community where there's free training. I've been training at Avid Studio in Cedarhurst twice a week wow. with my kids, and it's just a lot of fun. All right, and, um, and, and there will be a real variety of different obstacles. People who like walls and slides and uh, tires and everything else, everything's going to be included, mud. right? Lots of mud. And lots of mud, of course. So, D- David, did I know, does the maintenance staff up at Cayley know that there's going to be a lot of mud there that day that's going to have to be navigated? We have um, <laughs> walls and fences, right. and uh, you go through the lake and oh uh, water. Um, there's, like Rachel says, there's lots of mud. You know, anytime you go through water, you immediately go into mud. That's why I'm concerned about the maintenance <laughs> staff. They know that things have to be shaped up for yeah, camp after we, that. That's all. Yeah, we do. We do mud after water. We don't do water after mud. I know. So. Wouldn't you think that the reverse would be more, would be more sensible? Would yeah, you think uh, this is not a Jewish mother type of cleanliness <laughs> event? Correct. 
Uh, and by the way, you actually have some Jewish mothers participating. Could you imagine? Not only not only are they are they not worried about the cleanliness factor, they're actually participating in the event. I think one of the fun things about the event is to see the just the different um, approaches that people take. Rachel runs with her family, with her right. kids, as she says. Then you've got some groups up there that are extremely competitive. Serious, huh? Um, they, you know, they're, they're racing against the clock. They want to finish the first, which is great. Right. We've got the first, second, third place finishers, right. medals, awards. Um, we've got um, kids and adults with disabilities running. Last year we had 76 uh, individuals with disabilities running wow. at the program. Uh, we have a weekend um, for high school juniors and seniors that Avi Weber um, is organizing. Also, we expect 200 juniors and seniors to spend the Shabbos up at Camp Cayley. That weekend? That weekend before the Sunday morning. Wow. Um, and um, just to get them up there, it'll be a leadership. Yep. It'll be a leadership Shabbaton. Um, people can be in touch um, through the OHEL OXC Classic website also. Up at Camp Cayley, there were so many different things going on uh, that day. It's uh, it's it begins with um, breakfast early on. Right. Um, you can mm-hmm. you can see the really dif- you can see the difference, Rachel. Right between we see between the very serious runners <laughs> who just have a uh, energy a hel- bar, <laughs> a, an energy bar. Right. Uh, to the people that have a full seven-course <laughs> breakfast before they go out and run five miles. Rachel, is that, is that, is that accurate to distinct Th- groups? That is accurate. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say what I have for breakfast. <laughs> we won't ask what group you're in. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rachel Rosenberg and David Mandela are encouraging everybody. Be there at the OLOXC. It's Memorial Day Sunday, May the 27th. A uh, bunch of information here I can give you, including the website, ohelloxc.org, ohelloxc.org, that also gives you an opportunity to sponsor a runner, to sponsor a participant, ohelloxc.org. Again, a big shout-out to all the chair people of the event, and they are expecting, as we said, they're at uh, almost 600 already. They're expecting over 750 people to participate of all different abilities, as uh, as David pointed out. It's all happening at Camp Cayley at their big obstacle course, which is being set up for that day. There's plenty of sponsorship opportunities. Rachel and her firm have sponsored the finish line. I'm sure there's an entire list of sponsorship opportunities for people, for your company and your firm to get involved. And of course, you could sponsor an individual or an OHEL residence or a team. Just go online for that at OLOXC.org. There are plenty of family teams with three generations, fathers and sons, moms and sons, moms and daughters, fathers and daughters all together. And there's no excuses, it says here on my uh, on my list of information, because there's free training available in places like Brooklyn, Queens, the Five Towns, Muncie, Englewood, etc. At some really reputable places that are ready to prepare you for the OLOXC. There'll be plenty of medals and swag, as David pointed out. The food is uh, plentiful. If you want to be a volunteer, if you don't, if you're not up to the challenge, would you want to volunteer to help out and be part of that special day? You can be in touch with everybody by email OXC at OLFamily.org OXC. At ohelfamily.org. You could also dial 718 972 9338. 718 972 9338 for more information about it. And, um, and as we keep pointing out, this course is built by a professional team with plenty of mud and water, plenty of challenges, and a plenty of fun for everybody to, uh, to have that day. Uh, a lot of high schools and colleges are going to be participating like they have in the past. 
There'll be bus transportation from the five towns, from Queens and from Teaneck. And for those of you curious about some of the fun facts about this event, there'll be 35 obstacles over four, over five miles with 175-plus students from 15 different schools in the Brooklyn, five towns, Queens, Manhattan, and Teaneck areas. There'll be over 70 children and adults with disabilities from Ohel Base, Ezra, and Camp Cayley. And they are anticipating, as we said earlier, uh, 750 participants in the entire event. Let us continue to raise money for an amazing cause by either participating or sponsoring the Ohel OXC. And one last thing, David, this gives uh, everybody, whether they run, whether they volunteer, whether they just visit that day, an amazing opportunity to see the crown jewel that Camp Cayley is. The OXC Classic is uh, held up at Camp Cayley in Wordsboro, New York, and you get to see the entire – you're literally, you're literally running through the entire campus. Right. Um, and you really – as you said, Nachum, aside from being a very fun day, an exhilarating day, an opportunity to have fun with your family, um, we have several companies like Rachel and her firm um, run together, uh, Ben Englander um, and his firm. He brings up um, um, a corporate team. Uh, David Brescia brings up a corporate team. We have a number of companies that bring up a corporate team. I want to talk for a second. Uh, Rachel, you, you um, twice a week, um, you and your family and your kids do a workout at a gym in the five towns. I remember last year when I joined you, um, one of your kids, your 10-year-old son, uh, was my partner in some of the um, exercises that we did. Um, so the OXC is six weeks from now, and uh, many of the gyms have practiced twice a week. You go twice a week. Can you talk about it a little bit? That means that people can sign up and go to a yeah, gym I mean, 12 you more can times. show up at these gyms twice a week. Some gyms have it once a week. Last night there were about seven or eight kids under the age of 13. My 14-year-old has now signed up five of his friends from the eighth grade. Um, <laughs> they're all coming together, and we practice doing the monkey bars in a local park. We'll crawl on the ground, carry each other on our backs. I'm not sure if my nine-year-old put David on his back or David had my nine-year-old on his back, but it's really a lot of fun. And the training is really, you know, what um, makes this event amazing because it's not just one day. I never even thought of that, that the advanced stuff, you know, makes it so much more extra special. That's cool. It's not just Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. It's a whole family experience that builds up to it. That's right. Um, OHEL OXC, Memorial Day Sunday, everybody participate. They have the five miles, the one and a half miles, and uh, for me, they're creating the point one miles, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right, David? That's the, you've given special instructions to the Camp Cayley staff, point one miles. Jack Chaffer and Jay Kestenbaum yeah. uh, come up every single year. Are they also into the point one? The volunteers, <laughs> they're into the point one, and they come up with these crisp, clean, White shirts. <laughs> that don't get dirty. That stay at the finish line, and we make sure anyone with a white shirt at the finish line gets to feel the uh, mud. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I'm glad you warned me. <laughs> now I know i got to stay away. I'm very glad you gave me fair warning. All right. Uh, it's all happening on the 27th, ohelloxc.org. It seems like more and more people every single day are signing up. Be one of them. And as we always like to point out, because uh, the OHEL is the community's organization, it's something that uh, that David and uh, and uh, the entire staff, Mike Hellman, 
Mel Zachter, everybody, have always emphasized it is a community effort, and thousands of people are among the donors. If you can't be there on the 27th, sponsor part of the race, or go to the website and sponsor a runner or a team and be part of it. Go to ohelloxc.org, ohelloxc.org. Rachel, thanks so much. Best regards to all of the uh, all the co-chairs. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing event, and uh, more and more people are going to be signing up between now and Memorial Day. That's what we're looking for. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. And Kolak, I vote to you, and best regards to Elliot. Uh, David, yes. I would just like to end um, with with one note. I'd like to speak to the uh, families who have a child with a disability, a son or daughter, brother, sister with a disability. We're constantly striving to uh, create more inclusion, more more concepts, more ideas in which people with disabilities become part of the community and feel as part of the community as much as possible. OXC is an exciting event like Rachel and Achim just spoke about. It's, it's a sports event. It's, it can be competitive. It's not competitive. But the main point is that for those who have a child with a disability, take a look at this. Come up for the day. See what's going on. People at any level can participate. A nine-year-old and a 70-year-old. An individual who's very athletic, an individual who's not at all. You can participate in any part of the day. It's an opportunity um, to, to be involved in some way. It's a really, really great fun day that virtually anyone who comes up can enjoy, can feel equal in many different levels. Take advantage of the opportunity. Come and learn about it. We welcome any individual to come up and spend the day. Whether you run the course, you join us for a meal, or you just sit in the sun and have a beautiful, fun, warm day. Would you would you humor me, please, and agree with me that you also can't believe that it's gotten to this point where so many people are participating? Nachamit, you know, it, it's... Um, it's um, we like to do things that we do well, that we're familiar with. And nobody else is doing. And um, th- this, is, this, is really, this has really taken off. Unbelievable. Um, and um, it, it really is a great equalizer. Yeah. Um, so everyone come up. Oh. And, and um, Rachel and I can both speak about it. I'm happy to say that all three years, the first three years, I've run the course. I've participated. I'm not just recommending things to other people. Um, you want to set by example, Nachum, what time will you be up there running the course that Sunday you, morning? You do the five miles? I did the five miles, you yes. You did the five miles? Yes, yes. You went over yes. the wall or around the wall? I went over You went the over wall. the wall? Nachum, I am... You're Rachel? Like a, you're like a real athlete. Rachel, could is you she, be insulted for me, please, second, with these is Ra- questions? Is Rachel still there? Rachel, are you still I'm there? still here. Is he serious when he says he went over instead of around? I, I, and, and, you know, they have a low wall, a medium wall, a high wall. If it doesn't shy away. The low is the one I would go for, frankly. <laughs> I might be able to step right over it. The low wall is only six feet, Nachum. It's shorter than you, I so please. I should be able to do that one. I should be able to do that one. I'm not, I'm not fully confident, frankly, but I should be able to do that one. <laughs> Rachel, you think Chad can get Nachum on his shoulders and throw him over? <laughs> we can arrange that. Rachel, do you have a clue who, you, how old your oldest participant is? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you have any idea how old the oldest participant is? I do not. I David, wonder. Do you? do you have any clue how old the oldest part is? I know that we're training with, uh, in my group at the training, there are definitely 
people that are training that are over 60, over 65 that have been training with us, um, people with health issues, and they are training and are going to do the event. All right. There you have it. I bet you will find somebody over 70 there that Sunday. I just have a feeling people don't like to be excluded. They want to uh, make sure people realize they can participate in events like this. No, Everybody's Nachem. included here. Yeah. Nacha Memorial Day Sunday. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to start the race. You're the official starter of the race. Why didn't I make the Bar Mitzvah Memorial Day Sunday? It <laughs> <laughs> would have been so much easier. <laughs> Bad planning on my part, Mr. Mendel. <laughs> Nachum, 8 a.m. is the first race, Nachum. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, 8 a.m. O- over by when? If I drive, I could, I could be finished by what time? What time? Yeah. You- what time could I be finished by? Like running people, the race? People start, well, sho- you? People start showering around when? Like around what time do people start? Well, people you know? start showering at, at uh, 9.15, but if you start at 8 o'clock, you should finish the race by 3 p.m. Now. By 3 o'clock, okay. <laughs> so sometime midday, I'll be completed. I'll be finished with the big OLOXC. Oh, boy, what a challenge, I'll tell you. drag you through the last mud. You may have to, frankly. Once, that, once I'm over that first wall, you're going to have to drag me through the rest of it. That's how we're... But you have those golf carts. Attach me to one of those golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> and we can do it that way, David. Uh, Rachel, By the way, Rachel, another you question and, you for and Rachel. Chad. Nachum, is, Nachum is your responsibility, Another Rachel. question for Rachel. <laughs> no are, are all your co-chairs doing the five miles? Or you don't know? I believe so. In the pa- they've all participated in the past year, so we'll ben, see. Ben ran the five he miles. The Morty five? ran the five <gasps> miles. Yehuda ran. Um, Arya yes, ran the five miles. Wow. Um, and 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 sure, um, Yehuda did with his son. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to be completely embarrassed. I must. I have a conflict that yes, day. Yes, you will. I definitely have a conflict that day. We have, I'm going to be creating a conflict that day later today. All right, Rachel, thank you. Thank you to Rachel. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you to David Mandel. OLOXE, we can't emphasize it enough. David claims everybody can participate, and I have a feeling he's right. The only one I'm arguing about is me. Otherwise, it seems everybody can participate on Sunday, May 27th. Go to the website, OLOXE.org. Um, someone wants to visit the new Jaffa campus. What should they do? Not do? People don't walk in yet. What should what should people know about it? Absolutely, we we would love for people to visit. Uh, please be in touch with uh, Derek Saker um, either on our website or the OHL office, right. and we would love to show groups, uh, community groups, uh, Rabbanim, community leaders, elected officials, um, and we will be planning um, an open house. Um, shortly for the community-wide reception. Because I said to you at the beginning of this conversation, I saw it a couple of months ago. I'm sure it's even more beautiful now, but seeing it is just, I mean. Yeah, yeah it's really, it's, it's, it, really is, it really is exciting. Not because it's, um, you know, we describe it as a campus. It's, it's not because it's a building. It's not a building. It is a campus, but because of what's going on in there. Right. Um, it, it's um, all, all the work, the exciting work, the good work, how OHEL, literally, this isn't a commercial, how OHEL literally changes the lives of thousands of people every single day. Um, It's extremely important, meaningful, good quality work. And um, this campus will not only bring people in, our goal, our plan is to be a a community center for the community in which we will invite uh, community programs to use our space. Uh, We will be a center for for the community, not just for the immediate community in which we're in around um, Flatbush, but anywhere that we can serve. Um, and over the coming years, 
decades. Um, we really hope to be um, a center. We are a center of excellence, and we look forward to continuing to be a center of excellence. And um, just by one small example, the Mellon Phyllis Act uh, Training Institute right. will continue to provide um, top quality training for mental health professionals, for parents, for the community. And by the way, I remind everyone that all those programs had to take place in Manhattan in the past. Now you have a facility where it's going to be under your roof, right? which is very right. cool. And I right. saw that area, and it's really nice. All right, David, thank, thank you. Thank you very you. much, Nachum. A pleasure. David Mendel, he is the CEO of OHEL, of course. Brand new Jaffa campus, ohelox.org for the event on the 27th of May. That was my conversation with David Mandel about OLOXC that took place recently on JM in the AM. Rory Kassira was with us recently to discuss the upcoming Jewish, excuse me, Jerusalem College of Technology dinner, JCT dinner that's coming up at Lincoln Square Synagogue. Rory Kassira was my guest on Yom Ma'ut to discuss JCT. Here it is at the Nahum Siegel Network. Guest who's with us live via telephone, Aurora Kassira is with us. She is president of the American Friends of the Jerusalem College of Technology and managing partner at Troutman Sanders in New York and is joining us to help us celebrate Yom Ha'atzmaut on this very special occasion. Rory, welcome to JM in the AM. Nachum, thank you for having me on at Chak Sameach. What an exciting day to be on the phone with you. I appreciate that. It is an amazing day. We are celebrating, and who better symbolizes the incredible productivity and advancement of the state of Israel more than the Jerusalem College of Technology? And we'll talk more about that in a minute. First, tell me, how, aside from listening to us, how do you plan on celebrating Yom Ha'atzmaut today? Well, I'm going to celebrate with friends. I'm listening to uh, other programs. I'm on, honestly, to some extent, YouTube watching it. I've been watching yesterday. I was glued, or actually the day before, Yom HaSikaron observances. So going from that somber observance to Yom HaSmoed is a real high. I've been actually emailing with friends in Yerushalayim, you know, who were there at, at uh, Station 1 yesterday. Right. And uh, I'm on a real high. Oh, my God. Baruch Seven Hashem. You are, you are feeling connected Seven like years. the rest of us. We're also addicted to those videos that are coming out of Israel, the air shows and the celebrations and the incredible fireworks and all the different ways that people are celebrating across the seas, Israel 70. Is, it's unbelievable, the Kulalam. I mean, it, it's oh, just really meaningful. They are remarkable. We'll get to those uh, selections later on and. In this show. Uh, so am I right? Before we talk about the big event you have coming up in New York, I think I am right that nothing symbolizes the last 70 years of Israel and where Israel has uh, has gotten over those 70 years more than the Jerusalem College of Technology. Um, I think you're absolutely right, Nachum. I mean, it's a school that in Yerushalayim, it's vibrant, it's energetic, it's, it's growing. It symbolizes the high-tech renaissance in Israel. Uh, JCT, which is also known as Machon Leib in Israel, and Machon Tal, which is the women's division, is on number one in computer technology. More than 53% of its graduates are women, mostly Haredi women. It's great in cybersecurity. Many of its graduates are in that group 8200, which was involved in the discovery or the invention of the Iron Dome, and you know what effect that's had on Israel. Uh, it's got the number one nursing school in Israel in conjunction with Sharei Tzedek. 
Uh, its graduates in computer tech are in employees at Intel, uh, CompuShare, Google, Amazon. They're involved in every aspect of the high-tech and startup life in Israel. Uh, now, I've been involved with them for over 10 years. Mm. In that time, they've grown exponentially. They've gone from 1,100 students to almost 4,000 students. Uh, they are involved in things like healthcare, optronics, ophthalmology, optical uh, inventions, which are of use in lasers. Um, they're just amazing. So I can tell you about some of the stuff they're doing if you have the time. Certainly. Go ahead. Give us one or two examples. Okay. So we've got uh, Professor Uzi Sandler, who's one of the most respected researchers and has created an enzyme which strengthens the immune system to fight off cancer cells. We've got Professor Mayer Nitsan, who's involved in bio breakthrough biotechnology on blood oxygenation in neonatals. We've got students who've come up with things, interesting stuff, like one student who had a father, who has a father who had a stroke. He came up with an insult for shoes, which allows for better evaluation of the effects of a stroke or paralysis. Um, we've got people, one student, or one of our graduates, came up with a portable printer, which I'm sure you've read about. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in a hotel room and you've got this little squiggly printer that prints your stuff off the computer. Um, It's just really amazing, amazing stuff. Um, The cyber, uh, you know, the Iron Dome. Um, One of our uh, graduates won the prize, Israel Defense Prize, for one of the best cameras in the world, which is used in Israel military satellites. Uh, The wind jacket which is an electromagnetic field that surrounds each Israeli tank, thereby repelling enemy missiles. Uh, That was developed by one of our graduates. Uh, Unique night vision devices, which are used by the Navy. Uh, It's just amazing, amazing stuff. And one of the interesting things, which I'll leave you with, which is that one of our researchers, one of our graduates, came up with, with with the um, with actually a developed or enhanced the Shabbos elevator. Ah. I mean, that's sort of the kind of thing that you think about and you say, "Wow, that's a little nugget I didn't know." Unbelievable! The areas that they've gotten into is just incredible. Uh, Rory Kassir is with us, president of Friends of the Jerusalem College of Technology. I remind everybody to join us on the night of May the sixth. Uh, for a night that's subtitled Sparking Innovation with keynote speaker Mayim Bialik, the uh, actress and star of The Big Bang Theory and New York Times bestselling author, the honoree that night, Golan Ben-Oni, Shield of David honoree, the Global Chief Information Officer at IDT. There'll be a tribute in memory of Dr. Rosalie Schachter, trailblazer for women in the field of technology and vice president at the Hurley Industries. And uh, this is all happening at Lincoln Square Synagogue in New York City on May the 6th, beginning at 6 p.m., that's on Amsterdam Avenue. You can go to the web at friendsofjct.org and register right now. Again, friendsofjct.org. You can register for the dinner and, of course, contact information about being in touch with their offices available online as well. Rory, it's going to be quite a night. Everything you just said and so much more is going to be packaged into that evening, right? Absolutely, and our honorees exemplify the best of Israel and the best of JCT. Golan is a Haredi, 
um, computer cybersecurity expert. Um, Dr. Rosalie Schachter is the daughter of Sakmar Hasidim, who got a PhD in physics at NYU and became a phenomenal scientist and businesswoman. And then, of course, Mayim Bialik, you know, Everyone knows about her. <laughs> That's woman. for sure. And she's a real and neuroscientist. She's the real deal. <laughs> she's the real deal. And, and Nachum, I'm really looking forward to having UMCD event. I think that's going to be fantastic. I am looking Thank forward you so to much it. for doing it. I am looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun and very interesting night as people learn more and more about what JCT is all about. Everyone's encouraged to be there. May the 6th, New York City, Lincoln Square Synagogue. Go to friendsofjct.org. And I am sitting uh, here, Rory, in studio with our very own Mayor Weingarten, who could tell us a few things about Machon Lev, about the Jerusalem College of Technology. You must be quelling hearing about all the things that have been happening recently at JCT. Yeah, Mayor. I graduated in 1982. Wow. I was wow. Uh, Machzor Yud, the 10th graduating class of Machon Lev. It was a very small school at the time. But uh, when I see it today and what they're doing, it's amazing. And it really is the fulfillment of the dream of Professor Ze'ev Lev, that's why we call it Machon Lev. People think it has something to do with heart, but it's actually named after Professor Ze'ev Lev, who was uh, uh, an amazing scientist and tremendous Tamid Chacham, who realized that this was crazy, that, that, that religious people and Haredi people were not involved in the high-tech world of Israel. And he foresaw, can you imagine, back in the 1970s mm-hmm. and the late 60s, that Israel, that's the way Israel's going to go, that high-tech has to, is going to boom, and we need to train people who can represent the kippah in the kippat barzel, so to speak, you know? People who can, who, <laughs> right, who can be, bring the religious component, the et- religious ethic into the workplace of high tech. And this is the culmination of his dream, and it just grows bigger and bigger. Baruch Hashem. It is unbelievable. Uh, the last few decades have been remarkable. And like I say on this Yom Ha'atzmut, compare it to 70 years ago. Imagine the difference and where Israel is now in the world in this area of technology and advancement. It's just Incredible. Aurora Kassira is president of Friends of JCT. She gets to oversee all of this and encourages everyone to be there on the 6th of May, as we do as well. Encourage you to be there at Lincoln Square Synagogue for the big dinner. You'll learn more and more about the Jerusalem College of Technology. Rory, anything else you'd like to add? Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. And, Mayor, thank you for reminding me that one very, very important thing. JCT or Machon Leib is also in the forefront of business ethics. Mm. And we wrote the book on it. We Obviously, we didn't invent it, but we really emphasize that. Technology, business, ethics, all wonderful. Thank you, and Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. Thanks so much for joining us. That was my conversation with Rory Kassirer of the Jerusalem College of Technology discussing the upcoming May 6th dinner at Lincoln Square Synagogue in New York City. Closes out our JM Rewind for this Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at the NSN Network.